Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. This is episode 116. I'm Art Regner, and as always, the Red and White Authority is presented by Labatt Blue. No matter what time of year it is, but especially this time of year, now that it seems that summer has finally hit the state of Michigan, what better way to cap off your hardworking day than an ice-cold, frothy Labatt Blue? And we ask that you always drink Labatt Blue, the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings, responsibly. With that said, let's get to 116. That's right, episode 116 of the Red and White Authority. As uh, we concentrate on Red Wing Development Camp taking place this week, at Little Caesars Arena in downtown Detroit. And uh, up first, we're going to a 2017 draft uh, uh, class, so to speak. We uh, begin with Gustav Lindstrom, uh, taken in the second round, the 38th pick overall, the 6'2", 187-pound defenseman, uh, followed by Keith Petrozelli, the gigantic 6'6", 180-pound goaltender who attends Quinnipiac. Uh, Petrozelli will be up next, and then followed by everyone's buddy uh, John Jack Adams, the six foot five, one hundred ninety five pound right wing. So we have these three gentlemen to listen to as they talk about uh, uh, what development camp has been like. Uh, no stranger, the, for many of them, it's their uh, uh, third development camp here uh, with the Red Wings. And let's begin with uh, highly touted defenseman Gustav Lindstrom. Joined now by uh, Gustav Lindstrom, uh, Gus. Great to have you. You know, I met you a couple of years ago at the uh, at the summer showcase out in Plymouth for the first time. The Red Wings had already drafted you, and you were apprehensive about playing on the small ice surface at that time. Two games in, it looked like you had played there your whole life. And I know you're back in Sweden and in Frölunda, but is that still kind of an issue with you? Because I know you're planning on going back, uh, playing in North America this year, uh, but are you kind of used to it now? Uh, I don't know, uh, but I'm really looking forward to, to come over next year, uh, and uh, I really like the smaller rink, uh, and uh, I think my my game fit uh, fit the smaller ice uh, more than the, the bigger, so uh, I think it's, uh, it will be good to play on the smaller ice, and I'm really looking forward to it. What is the difference between the large ice surface and the smaller ice surface? I know you get asked this a lot. Yeah, um, you know, without the puck, you it's on the smaller ice. You it's more it's more like uh, it's easier to play physical and be aggressive because uh, the forwards have less time on the smaller ice, and and with the puck, of course, you have less time, uh, so you have to be quicker. Uh, so I think uh, that's the the biggest. Uh, difference you know when people ask me about you they I say well and I don't mean this as a derogatory comment against Swedish hockey players or anything but I say you know he has a little bit of an attitude he likes to play a physical game uh, and that's the truth I mean why I mean you're you're pretty you're somewhat abrasive out there where where does that come from have you been naturally aggressive your whole life or yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> maybe I got it from my uncle. Uh, my, he's a former, uh, yeah, former NHLer. So he played in San Jose and the Flyers. So uh, uh, I grew grew up with him and saw him play. So uh, he he liked to play aggressive too, and uh, uh, and then uh, I started to play like him. So maybe maybe from him. 
Nah, you know, I'm going off the top of my head. It's Marcus Ragnarsson, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I loved him as a player. <laughs> uh, I, I really did. It's, it, his last name's sort of close to mine, maybe. But uh, uh, what do you hope to accomplish this year, the next step? Obviously, your goal is to be right here in Little Caesars Arena. But do you think uh, maybe I need a little seasoning in Grand Rapids? Or do you think you might be able to make that jump? Uh, I don't really know. Uh, I just uh, going to come over and do my best and uh, on the camp, and then uh, let's see uh, where it, uh, if I start in here in Detroit or in Grand Rapids. So it doesn't matter to me. I'm just gonna give 100% uh, every day and do my best, and nothing more uh, you can do. You were taken in the second round in 2017, 38th overall. I remember when that when that happened, we were in Chicago, where the draft was, and people were sort of surprised, yet there were two schools like, wow, okay, that's pretty high, or there was a school like, oh my gosh, boy, they really got somebody, because you were moving up on lists. Now that you look back to it, do you were you surprised that you were taken in the second round, 38th overall? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I know, I remember that that I talked to my agent before the draft and he said yeah you I think you're going to be picked in the second round and I said no way <laughs> I so I, I I remember I think maybe third or the fourth round so uh, it was a little bit surprising but uh, I was really happy when I get drafted so it was funny you know talking to you and again I'm going to go back to that summer showcase you got better each and every game uh, in that improvement, is that because the uh, the game comes uh, comes easy to you? You're a quick study. It's high hockey IQ. I mean, because I can remember first time I talked to you, like oh, I have a big ice surface. I don't know what I'm gonna or a smaller ice surface, and then boom, you know, you didn't look out of place. I mean, you seem to have a natural ability to adapt to whatever situation you're in. Yeah, I think I think I'm a little of a quick learner. Uh, and then, you know, that was my first time on the smaller surface too, so, uh, you know, you, you're learning stuff all the time and uh, uh, and now when I'm going to play for on the smaller ice the whole year, I'm going, I don't think I'm, it's going to be better and better every time this no, year I, too, so. I know you play for the, uh, is it Frulunda? Yeah. Uh, the Frulunda Indians, yeah. uh, and I know a guy named Rasmus Dahlin played there. Uh, there's always pressure. Did you feel some pressure going into a spot? Not that you were there to replace him, but you know you're going to a really high-end program over there, and you didn't look out of place. You had a really good year for that. Yeah, yeah. I <clears throat> I have more ice time than I thought I would have before the season started. So it was real fun, and I think I. I had uh, like the fourth uh, most ice time in the team in the regular season, so it was really funny, and I think I developed my game really, really much this year. So, can you good. compare the Swedish Hockey League to the NHL or where they where they're at? I know you haven't played in the NHL, but you've watched it. I'm just kind of curious uh, because it's you know it's considered, if not the second best professional league in hockey the third right behind the AHL? I don't know, really. Uh, it, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard <laughs> to say, but... 
you know, back in Sweden, it's uh, a lot of like skilled players, and uh, it's it's been good for me to play against men and in the top league in the world. So uh, I think uh, Sweden maybe is the except in North America, uh, you have like Russia and Sweden. So Sweden has a great league, and uh, it was a good year for me and good to play against. Uh, great play, players every every night so you know 40 games you play you get 50 penalty minutes yeah. I mean did you lead your bad, team bad, bad refs <laughs> <laughs> really the referee is terrible yeah, yeah that's terrible. what you're saying you know yeah. uh, uh, I know I asked you this already but I, I want to go back to it if you could describe to Red Wing fans when you're going to step on the ice you're going to be short tracked I mean you're going I think you're going to be up here fairly soon I, I always make predictions like that but uh what type of game? What, how do you hope to? What type of defenseman do you want to be for the Detroit Red Wings? I want to be a two-way defenseman that like play play hard in the own zone, like be aggressive and play physical. Uh, and then with the puck, I want to make, make great first passes and uh, uh, and set up my teammates with great passes, like uh, use my use my hockey IQ uh, so uh, and then like when I have the chance join the rush and like to shoot so uh, that's kind of what kind of player is. Do you look at the Red Wing roster and you know that the blue line I mean they're all accomplished veterans but you know father time catches up with all of us do you look at the opportunity or do you not allow yourself to go that far thinking wow there's a lot of for lack of a better there's a lot of old defensemen on this <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah yeah uh, you know, the dream is to like to reach the NHL this year uh, and get some some games. Uh, I know the it's a lot of great players in the organization, uh, great prospects and uh, young younger play, players too. So, gonna going to be tough, but uh, like I said before, I'm just gonna go here and do my best, and then let's see. How much contact when you're in Europe do you have with the Red Wings? Is it Sean Horkoff? Is it Yuri Fisher or you know, whomever? Somebody in contact with you? Yeah, Sean Horkoff. He came over twice during the season too. So uh, then he was there for like three or four days um, practice, and we had uh, some dinners and so, like that. So uh, it was funny, and I talked to him a lot on the phone too. So. Now, is the best part when Horkoff comes over the dinners because you know it's on his dime and you you, you, you pick the most expensive restaurant in yeah. Kalunda or yeah. something? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got that down already. Yeah. Uh, last question, uh, uh, Gus. I just I really want to know, um, have they told you anything yet? I mean, Steve Eiserman has said that there's opportunities here. You know, jobs are open the best players. I know you take that to heart. Do you think you're going to get a realistic shot to make this team? And what have they told you at this point? Uh, really, they haven't told me like anything yet. Uh, so <laughs> I guess that's good. Uh, so I haven't talked to Iceman or or the guys. Yes, I just talked to uh, uh, Clary a little bit. Clary mm -hmm. and uh, and Horkov and yeah, but that was just of. When I want to get here and uh, uh, when I want to come over, so uh, I come over in the end of August and uh, 
played a rookie rookie tournament and the rookie camp, and then uh, and then it's the real camp. So. You know, I would imagine you must feel you're in a good spot because of the legacy of Swedish hockey players in the Detroit organization. Everyone knows what to expect from each other, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, do you feel that, hey, maybe there isn't a better NHL team for a Swedish player than the Detroit Red Wings? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, when I get drafted by Detroit, I was like, uh, wow, that's a, that's a Swede team. So <laughs> it's kind of people's uh, favorite team back at home in Sweden because it's a lot of Swedes that play here. So, uh, yeah, it was, it's kind of funny to be here. And now we're like 10 Swedes on, on this camp too. So uh, it's, it's funny. And, uh, yeah. Gus, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Best of luck. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in the winged wheel very, very soon. Thank you. Thank you. We thank uh, Gus Lindstrom, uh, really focused on uh, playing here in North America, and uh, he is a quick study, so uh, I think Red Wing fans look for uh, uh, Gus Lindstrom maybe to be in the red and white a little bit sooner than anticipated. Let's move next to another guy who uh, has a real opportunity and shot with the Red Wings, and that's goaltender Keith Petrozelli. Struggled a little bit as a freshman, and that's how our uh, uh, conversation begins, his freshman season at Quinnipiac. Keith, first of all, you know, welcome back to Detroit. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, maybe you're never going to be a, a behemoth of a man, but I mean, you're tall, obviously. But it looks like you're you're filling out a little bit. Are you doing weight training? What, what what's the process been like? Yeah. So this summer, I've been down at Quinnipiac, you know, working out with our strength coach, Prajesh Patel. He's awesome. You know, he's he's best in the country. He's an awesome guy. I love working with him, and you know, he's giving me the tools to you know get better, get stronger, get faster, and uh, you know, I'm working on my nutrition as part of that as well. Yeah, when you say nutrition, I mean, like a guy like me, I know what nutrition means for me. It's like quit eating practically, but I mean, other other way around, just eat. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, are you? Is it always just trying like, to put everything in protein shakes whenever I can add carbs to my meals, little stuff like that, just extra protein whenever I can, stuff like that. Just trying to sneak snacks in throughout the day. So you could constantly eat, I guess. Yes, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> really, I mean, but when you play a game, I mean, how many do you lose a lot of weight or? That's a good, um, I mean, before and after workout, I'm usually, I fluctuate two or three pounds, something like that, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Really? Well, that's, well, that, well, that's good. Let's, let's, let's move on about <laughs> that. I mean, cause you, you're still, it seems like you're still growing or. I hope not. The older you get, they say that you shrink. So maybe it's me <laughs> shrinking. You're, you're still the same size. Okay. Let's, let's go back. I remember uh, seeing you at the summer showcase. I uh, also at the draft year draft year, but. Uh, we were talking about, you know, you're going to be a, a civil engineer, I think, at Quinnipiac, and, you know, I kind of laughed about it. Not that I didn't think you could handle it, but that would be quite a load. Uh, that adjustment to college, I mean, like most people, me included, it's been a bit of an adjustment for you, hasn't um, it? Absolutely. It was, I, I, just, I had a tough time freshman year, you know, balancing the workload of school and balancing hockey and just the whole aspect of being in college and, um, you know, so I switched out of civil engineering. I got into business management last year, um, and you know it's been way better for me. And I, you know, I just I feel like I've matured now. And you know, going into my junior year, I got my own house, uh, living off campus, and you know, I just I feel really good, feeling strong, looking forward to a big year. You know, what's really interesting is is that you get drafted, you're feeling great, you know, and hey, we've all been down that road. You know, you're young and you think you've got it all figured out. What have you learned during this process? Um. 
honestly just balance it's 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 about you know keeping your head clear keeping you know if you're if you're stressed about school and you go out onto the ice you're not going to perform well even though if, even if you think you are you know you, you have that always in the back of your mind so um, I think keeping a clean head and just you know uh, rolling with the punches I guess would be a good way to put it um, you know my freshman year I struggled but I, I bounced back last year I had a pretty good year last year and um, the team played really well last year too, so you know it's 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 a it's a uphill uphill battle for sure, and it's a grind. But you know, uh, keeping a level head has probably been the biggest thing for me. You know, when you're trying to balance everything, especially as a freshman, you're coming in third round pick of the Red Wings, and you know, you're, like I said, you're feeling good about yourself. Your Boston sports teams are winning everything as usual, <laughs> so you know, you're, you're just riding the high life. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> do you? Do you, not that you don't have confidence in your abilities, do you think, God, maybe this route isn't for me? Not hockey, I mean, did you ever think, maybe it, maybe as much as I want to be educated in college and all that, because you're American, we always hear about college, you think, oh, maybe I should look into the O, or maybe um, any It's definitely something I considered, of course, but um, I mean, I, getting a college degree is, you know, you can't match it, you know, right. and being able to go to such an awesome place as Quinnipiac. My brother goes to school there with me. You know, we're living together next year. It's just, it's awesome. You know, it's a great place. I love my teammates. I love, the, like, just being at school, too, and, uh, you know, hanging out with the guys around campus and stuff like that. So, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, you know, when you're having a rough go, I mean, you know, do you, you know, obviously you lean on your coaches in college and, and your teammates and your brother since he's happens right there. We know how all family works, but uh, do you contact the Red Wings or is Sean Horkoff, are, are they talking to you too at this point? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I deal a lot with Brian Mahoney Wilson, the, oh, right, uh, the development goalie yeah. coach, and, uh, you, know, you know, Coach Sal, but it, uh, yeah, I talk to Hork every once in a while. I found the more I talk to him, the worse I'm doing, most likely. <laughs> if they're calling all the time to check yeah. in, it's probably because I'm not doing so well. So it's been better. I talked to him a lot my freshman year and not so much the past year. So, um, no, it's been good. <laughs> I like that. All right. Uh, struggling a little bit your freshman year. Uh, last year, 8-3-0. and zero. Goals against, 2.4-2. Uh, uh, three shutouts and... Uh, uh, 90% or 9.904 save percentage. So things were starting to come together. I know that you were sharing the net a little bit. Quinnipiac had a pretty good year. Uh, how how important was it for you to have the type of uh, the sophomore season that you had? Um, I think it was great for me. You know, I got some got some games under more games under my belt. Found found a little bit of consistency, and then uh, you know, kudos to my goalies goalie partner Andrew Shores he's an awesome kid and obviously he's a hell of a goaltender I mean he's what he did this year was unheard of it was incredible and you know I'm just so proud proud of him so happy for him to see him to see him get that contract and you know he deserves it he works his ass off every day so it's it's great to have him to look up to as I'm coming up to and you know he's he's, just, he's been a really good goalie partner right you knew going in that there was going to be some competition oh yeah right. and and you know but what's interesting about that is and maybe it's the whole college environment because i really don't know in junior hockey but when that happens and and you're seeing that you're ha you're happy for him yet you're competing with him because there's let's be honest there's only two of you you know yeah. what i mean so uh, how do you try to balance competition and friendship it's a fine line um it's very it's tough i mean uh, it's friendly competition, you know, like I want him to be the best he can be because it's going to be the best for our team and he wants the same for me. Like at the end of the day, if he's in the net or I'm in the net, like it doesn't really matter. Whoever performs better deserves it and that's what matters is that the team wins. All right, you're going into your junior year now. Now maybe it gets a little bit real. That's like when even everybody who's undecided has to almost decide a major at least because you only have two more years left. Uh, 
I would imagine your goal this year is to be Quinnipiac's number one netminder. Absolutely, my goal is to play every game. And you know, you talk to the staff. How does the, how's the team look, and where do you think you're at right now? I think we we look really good. We got uh, most of our core forwards are returning. We lost a couple guys. You know, obviously Prisky and Rafferty, and a couple of our big defensemen. Um, but we got some good freshmen coming in. I think we're going to need some guys to step up, like Peter Delibertor. We're going to need him to be big for us next year. And, you know, obviously my buddy Tufto is out here with me, too. He's, he's going to need to have a big year. And, uh, you know, the, the freshmen from last year are going to be sophomores. We're great last year. We're going to need them to step it up to another notch. And I think we can definitely do it and make a run at this because uh, we got a lot, of, a lot of talent. When you look at it that way, you're really confident. Uh, you know, you're looking at the Red Wings. They're drafting a few other goalies or some guys. You know, there's goalies all over the place. That's what professional sports is about. Uh, you know, when, when something like that happens, does it, it, is it more motivation for you where you say, okay, yeah, okay, um, yeah, bring everybody in? I try, I try not to worry about that stuff too, too much. I try mm -hmm. to just kind of stay in the moment and, you know, focus on what, like, that's not something I can control. Right. You know, it's whatever, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So uh, I got to just keep working, you know, take every day, day by day, see what I can do uh, to make myself better every day. And, you know, hopefully I'll get there. Well, you know, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, you're, you're, you're sort of filling out for you, you're filling out. And I know you have to eat like virtually every minute. I'm probably keeping you away from a meal right now. But uh, with all that said, what do you think you really have to work on still? Where, 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 where do you want to make the improvement? Is it, we always hear, and I don't know if it's different for a goalie, but it, it, you know, it's still like time and space and quickness of the game, which yeah. you always hear from the skaters. Is that the same for a goalie? Yeah, for sure. I think um, one of the big things I've worked on this past year is just kind of calming myself down. You know, uh, with def Our defensemen are so good that like the, the likelihood that the guy gets a clean shot off and picks a top corner is very unlikely, so it's more about being square, filling holes, and yeah, I'm 6'6", six, six, but when I open up, the holes are going to be bigger too, you know? So it's it's about staying tight, staying compact, and, you know, working my pushes and uh, my rotations and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm going to ask you this. I mean, I know you're Red Wing all the way, the red and white and all that kind of stuff. Did it kill you when the Bruins lost in Game 7? It did. I was I was very upset. I, I tried to go to the game, but it was $2,000 for a nosebleed ticket, so I couldn't pull that one off. And then, yeah, I was not happy. But... Keith. Now, honestly, with all the success Boston's had, especially you know in pro sports teams, St. Louis, this it's was about their first time. cup. It's I about mean, time. Were you a little bit happy for? <laughs> no. <laughs> Spoken like a true Bostonian. Yeah. Uh, Keith Regazzelli, best of luck. You know, I, I, I check on you all the time, and I'm, I'm happy for you. Continued success, and uh, hopefully, we see you up here in Detroit real soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. As you can see, Keith Petrozelli has really come a long way from his freshman season at Quinnipiac, and uh, I expect him to have a great junior season and to be the number one netminder for Quinnipiac. And uh, finally, Jack Adams, who plays for a Union College. Jack uh, had a family tragedy. It's been documented very well on DetroitRedWings.com. He is one of our bloggers in our Taking Flight uh, uh, the Prospect series, and his blog, You Don't Know Jack. So we uh, begin with uh, just asking Jack how he's feeling, how he's doing after the uh, loss of his brother Rue uh, last September. Jack, uh, first and foremost, I have to ask you, and this is something I don't want to dwell on, but throughout the year you were one of our bloggers. Uh, you don't know Jack in our Taking Flight series. Uh, you know, we it was well documented about the sudden and tragic passing of your brother Rue, but. People ask me all the time, how's Jack doing? And I say, I think Jack's doing fine considering the circumstances, but how are you doing? 
Uh, it's a roller coaster ride, man. Like I've I've learned that you can't change the past, so I've kind of just stopped dwelling on the passing. But <clears throat> the feeling of what itself hasn't remotely gone away. Like it's really tough for me seeing my mom and dad grieve every day. And like for me personally, it's really I haven't really slept that much in eight months. It's really all I think about. But I mean, for me, it's been you know having the resources I've had at Union with my coaches, our athletic director, our president, my teammates. They've been unbelievable helping me out. But at the same time, you know, it's it's if something never never it's never gonna go away. So it's just, I gotta start, you know, finding that new normal of how to function and how to distract myself by stuff like this at development camp. But at the same time, it's just it's it hasn't gotten any easier to be honest with you. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, you know, both of my parents have passed, and I had one sibling, a sister, who has also passed. Yeah. You don't forget them. You never will. You think about them every single day. But as time goes on, you draw inspiration from them. And you become a better and stronger person. Not that you're not already, because you've done a hell of a job considering the circumstances. But if you could talk about just the hockey community, because people really did rally around you. You posted that one video of, of the Army team, yeah. you know, I mean, coming up to you. No, yeah, I mean, my first game back... Or before, before that, Rue Celebration of Life had like over a thousand people there with guys in the Bruins there, Tori Krug, Achari, guys like that. Guys, John Buchagross has texted me literally once a week for a year, like Daniel Carr in the NHL. So the hockey community itself has been crazy. But even my first game back at Army, it was a crazy game, emotional wise. But after the game, the coach of Army, uh, Coach Riley, and then his staff and all his players came up to me and said a prayer, and we all hugged for a few minutes. Like, yeah, I was emotional, but like that just kind of showed me that there's a lot more good good people than bad. So that's kind of gave me some light. And after that, the entire year, every game, coaches, players, be like, hey, buddy, thinking of you. And even right now in June, I'm still getting texts from people across the world saying, hey, I've, I'm thinking about you all the time. So just having those little those little messages, I can't express how much they mean. So that just shows how good this world is. You look at that kind of perspective. You know, the, the blog you wrote, the tribute blog, which I know took us forever to finally get to, you know, <laughs> Jack and I went through this for, it just it was an odyssey for us, but it is one of the most read and highest rated things on DetroitRedWings.com. And, you know, that's just a testament not only to, to, to your brother, certainly, but, but to your yeah. writing ability. Uh, I, I would imagine that if you could offer advice to anybody, what would that advice be? Faith? Belief? How would you, how would you characterize it? And I know yeah. you're still going through it. It's yeah, tough. no, I, I think a huge part of it is faith. I mean, I, I've, I've become, like, unbelievably spiritual. Like, if you watch me now, the, the practice is now, like, before the skate and after the skate, I say a prayer. I mean, it looks fucking, it looks weird, sorry, but it's just, like, <laughs> it's right. it looks weird, but it's just, that's, that's how I am now, and every night I say a prayer for a few minutes, and I'm, I've done a lot of Bible study, and for me, it's just, I think you have to do what makes you happy, and you have to really focus on the things that you love doing, the people that you love, and life's too short to dwell on stupid stuff, and life's way too short to be petty and immature, so I think, if anything, you just got to, like, be passionate about what you love, and if you do that, like I said in the blog, then, you know, things will turn out more good than bad, so. When I, I want to move now towards hockey here. This is your third development camp. You're going to be a junior at Union College. Uh, the, the guys in college, the thing that, you know, I don't know if it's, if you look at this as maybe a disadvantage or a real advantage for you. Uh, you've been very, very good the last two red and white games. Yeah. First and the red and white games coming up Saturday. But this is the only time the Red Wings can see you. 
because of because of being in college. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Do you you're one of the elder statesmen now? Do you have more pressure on yourself, or are you more comfortable in this environment? Uh, I think a lot more comfortable. I remember like our, our opening meeting, Mr. Eiserman said something in the lines of, you know, to be an NHL player, you have to be uh, a big work ethic and a hell out of confidence. So that kind of struck me that, hey, you got to be out there confident, believe in yourself. But as a college aspect, I mean, Hork and Clears came out and watched me a few times this year and they checked in relentlessly. So, I mean, they're constantly watching our games and our shifts and seeing how we're doing so they still keep in touch but I think for college it's a huge advantage like one getting your degree because life after hockey is a lot longer than life with hockey and two all the strength and off-ice training you get in the off-season and especially for me personally our strength program with coach Dan Gableman he's he's my he's been my biggest resource at Union College by far he and I are it's not even just a coach it's he's like one of my best friends and he's a guy I talk to about life everything so I mean having like that kind of relationship at school Plus, get my degree. I mean, for me, it's just college. Is I, I couldn't understand why nowadays with how important it is having your degree to get a job. Why you wouldn't take that road? So I mean, yeah. Well, I know I know it's going well for you. And I guess what what I was kind of alluding to as well is is that you know, you're only in front of them. They only have eyes on you for a limited time yeah. in this environment. You know, some of these guys from junior hockey or whatever will go on to the prospects tournament, which you can't do, and actually partake in training camp, and then go back to their clubs where, you know, obviously you'll be in no, school. No, yeah, and I think, I think for me, like, I think I kind of show, like, being in this environment with, like, a lot of skill and a lot of finesse. So this is, like, this style of play translates a lot more to my game than the college game, to be quite honest, and I think I'll, I think I'll be a better pro player than college player, but um, I mean, yeah, I get that. It's just a lot of pressure this week, having the eyes above the entire time. But at the same time, you know, it's a great learning experience and a lot of good friends here. So you got to take it all in perspective and take it day by day. And if you do that, then it'll all work out. I'm going to make a prediction. The next time you see Steve Eisenman and you call him Mr. Eisenman, he'll say, just call me Steve. I mean, what was that experience like for you when he addressed uh, you fellas? No, yeah, I, I still haven't got the chance to sit down with him and talk one-on-one yet, but I am... I remember when I was a little boy, I mean, not kidding you, when I was little, my dad would always tell me when I was making decisions, he'd be like, hey, like, what would Steve Eiserman do? Really? And the fact that, like, it's kind of ironic that he's essentially my boss is, it's crazy, man. Like, it's this whole thing's falling into place. I mean, like, when I was a little boy, like, my Facebook profile used to say that I used to work for the Detroit Red Wings. Really? And then, and now, like, my email when I was little was Jack Orr for, now Bobby Orr is my agent. And now my dad used to make the CVI references, and now he's our GM. It's just like it's kind of weird how it's like essentially, you know, falling into place. But at the same time, this is a great organization, so I'm so proud to be a small part of it. You know, you had a great, uh, you, you, you had a good, good sophomore year. Almost yeah. doubled your points. Had some game-winning goals, big moments for you. Uh, where do you still think you have to improve? I mean, you've always been honest with me. You know, I, you, yeah. Hey, I'm a, I'm a big guy. Big guys take longer. No, yeah, I think I think for me, I, I've always had the skill, the, the hockey sense in the hands. That's not really what I have to work on. I mean, for me, it's my, my straightaway speed's very good. I think it's really good for my size. I mean, I'm six six, but at the same time, I think it's for me, it's more on like Hork touches on like the quick stuff and in and out of the corners, the cutbacks, the turns, stuff like that. So it's just again, yes, bigger guys do take longer. But Coach Bennett always talks to me about you know if you're not trending upward, then you're doing something wrong. I think I made a, a step this year, and I'm definitely prepared. You know, I think to make another step next year. So both as a, a teammate, as a person, as a player. So you know, I'm looking forward to the next year too. You know, I know you're a Red Wing through and through now, but I, I mean, I have to ask you, <laughs> and I asked Petroselli this. I mean, 
How difficult was it? To yeah, it was, that, game that was awful. Like, <laughs> that was tough, man. Like, my sister and I were in, in the city for game seven, and everyone's just like, what the heck? Like, that was just, that was tough. But, like, for me, it's just, again, I'm a draft pick, but I'm still a Boston guy at heart, you know what I mean? So that was, that sucked. But at the same time, like, I'm really close with Tori Krug, like, extremely, like, a really good family friend. So seeing him go through that twice now, 2012, and, now that was that was the hardest for me personally seeing him like have to, another loss, but hopefully they can get back there. You know, can you draw inspiration from Tori's game? I mean, I know like you're like the Mutt and Jeff maybe of, yeah. of hockey, but you know, people said oh, he's not tougher. You know, he can he, you know he has a, such a super skill set as being. Tori is play. someone. Tori is someone I talk to literally weekly, and his dad and my dad are best friends. And his dad and my dad went to the Stanley Cup final games together. And I'm at, he's coming. Mr. Krug's picking my dad up at the airport on Friday, so we're really good family friends. And I'll never forget, Tori texted me, like, my second year in junior, I was about to get cut in my USHL team. I was literally going to get cut in the training camp. I texted Tori, like, what's going on? And he's like, Jack, like, you're 6'5". Like, if you, don't play, if you don't start playing with some jam, then you're never going to make it. And after that, I started adding more edge and confidence to my game, and then I got drafted a year later. So, I mean, Tori has been a huge influence on me. He, he and Rue are very close, but he's exactly an undrafted kid. Michigan State, you know that. And oh, yeah, from he's, Livonia, my Exactly, hometown. yeah. So he's a great inspiration for me, and he's always proved everyone wrong every step of the way, and that's hopefully what I can do, too. But, of course, uh, you're a big fan of Tom Brady, the University of Michigan. As you know. <laughs> <laughs> really? Jack and I bought it over Tom Brady, like, right away at your first development camp two years ago. So we met. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, how... Two years left before you know the Red Wings will offer you a contract. Yeah, you know, you've got two years. Yet you look at that 2017 draft class. Some of the guys who were played junior hockey, you know, they had a two-year window. Many of them, not here. Is it a sobering effect for you, or does it give you incentive? Um, I think it's showing me that I'm I'm almost there. I mean, I, I again, I want to get my degree, but. I think I'm. I think I'm almost right there. I, mean, I think I'm making that step, and um, I I put on 10 pounds. I'm up to 220 now, and I've grown an inch to six six. So I think the way that my game's going is the right way. And Coach Bennett's an unbelievable job with me, along with our assistants Tapper and Ronan, and, and helping me find Jack's identity on the ice. And again, as well as the resources we have at, in Detroit. But I think I'm. I think I'm almost there. But at the same time, like. You can't look too far ahead. You got to take it day by day. But mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah, it is weird not seeing some of the guys I was drafted alongside here. But at the same time, the show is that Detroit still has faith in me and still likes my game. So that's a good sign. Right. And you know, finally, you know, you were one of our bloggers. You wrote your own blog. Yep. Uh, I, I would imagine that life after hockey. Do you uh, is journalism or broadcasting or something in your future? What, yeah. do, what, what, what the the grand plan? I guess, Jack. I'm a political science major now, so I'm, I've, I do a ton of writing essentially at school. But I think this has really shown me that I'm a lot better at writing than I initially thought. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really love, like for me personally, as you know, like I love talking about sports. And after I'm done playing, that, that'd be something I love to do. But at the same time, like I love the game of hockey, so hopefully I can stay involved in that field somehow. But also maybe do some writing on the side. I mean, a lot of guys that I know, like coach and write for the athletic stuff like that. I mean, I'd love to be in that kind of aspect but at the same time you know I want to take it day by day and hopefully play as long as I can and then but that the writing stuff is definitely something that I've, I think I've proven I'm a lot better than I initially thought I was. I know we've had initial kind of talks about this but you, you know you're going to continue blogging for us. Right? 100%. <laughs> it's crazy that this this whole thing started this exact kind of conversation right now a year ago. That's exactly right. The Taking Flight blog series for people that don't know 
Jack told me he blogged in high school and I guess in the USHL about the Patriots Pats, primarily. Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, why don't you do a blog for us? And lo and behold, Taking Flight was born. You're one of four bloggers along with uh, last year it was Giovanni Smith, Joe Valeno, and, uh, and uh, little Joe Hicketts. I shouldn't say that, Joe. Sorry. Little Joe. <laughs> but no. but uh, and it turned out really, really well. And if it wasn't for you, you, so you, you are the brainchild of this. No, yeah, I think that's just a testament to our friendship, obviously. And then... Um, at the same time, it's just I think it's definitely gave some fans some perspective on behind the scenes. I think fans appreciate that, and the support that we've gotten also has been tremendous. I'm looking forward to the future of it, and hopefully, we can keep building it. Jack, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Best of luck. You know, I'm I'm, I'm in your I'm there for you for anything. You know. I know that, but I appreciate it. Okay, thanks, Jack. No problem, man. That will do it for this edition, episode 116 of the Red and White Authority. Uh, we'll see you very, very soon as we catch up with some more Red Wing prospects as they're here at Little Caesars Arena this week for Red Wing Development Camp. Until then, everyone have a safe and pleasant one. Take care.